welcome into another episode of the West Life Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Barnett. Uh, yeah, a few tips. Sorry, we're running a little bit late on the uh, live stream tonight, guys. My internet at home, as you've probably realised in previous episodes, um, yeah, NBN is uh, down the toilet at the moment. So, uh, anyone from Telstra listening, please uh, send me a message and let me know how I can fix it. So, um, yeah, as always, we're sponsored by West Ashfield, the best place uh, to watch live and loud. And, of course, we are sponsored by MG Pump Solutions as well. Please give us a follow on the socials at WestLifePod on Instagram and Twitter if you would like to support us and take part in the show, which uh, our Patreons, they got first crack at the poll that we're running through tonight. So they um, thanks to the guys who uh, got me to fix up a couple of mistakes. They, um, yeah, kind of... They pay me, and then I use them as guinea pigs for the uh, for the poll. How what a what a great deal for us! But uh, yeah, if you look patreon.com forward slash Westlife, join us in the Discord. And if you're on YouTube, plenty of people coming through on the stream. I can see right now. Uh, give us subscribe, like, comments, notifications on, all that good stuff. Uh, I'll uh, I'll throw to my um, is is incognito mode at the moment. Rob Bashara, he's absolute trooper. He was touch and go to be on the show tonight. He's pushing through, still, um, yeah, not a hundred percent. Rob, you uh, were you able to, yeah, see much of the game yesterday? Uh, and how how are you feeling right now, mate? Yeah, good day, Josh. Good day, Aaron. Uh, good day, listeners. Yeah, I'm. Uh, this is about as good as I felt for about five days. Just got smashed with a virus on top of some issues I've already got. Um, and I noticed from looking at the screen, this is the best I've ever looked as well. So I'm, I'm happy with my photo. <laughs> so, yeah, I watched the game. Uh, look, obviously, you know, really disappointing to lose. Um, we did get a great effort. And obviously, we conceded a lot less points than the week before, about a third of it. Um, so, yeah, I watched the game. Just disheartened for all the guys that got called back into the team, like the deputants and then the you know the new browns and the simpkins and the littles and and those blokes i just think a win would have just given them a bit of a a shot in the arm of confidence so yeah just disappointed for them disappointed for the supporters that went out there yesterday and you know especially guys like aaron that traveled from orange and and all that so yeah it's uh you know a little bit disheartening but unfortunately it basically officially locks up the wooden spoon now unless there's a 80 or 100 point turnaround which isn't going to happen this weekend so hmm. yeah uh it is what it is but you know it, i think it was kind of expected the way the year panned out but um look I, I i didn't mind watching the game i thought it was a pretty poor game all around but you know two two poor teams it was made it an even contest really but uh yeah got to watch it and you know we found another way to lose didn't we yeah it's um most west tigers thing ever the the, the bounce on the foot. Funny enough, Aaron and I was sitting, what do you reckon, as about seven metres from Pauga's foot. And we completely missed it. We just thought it bounced backwards by the angle because he had his back to us. We just thought it bounced backwards and we thought, all right, that's game over. But um, but shouts to, as I go to, to Az with his beanie on out in freezing cold orange, shouts to uh, Gussie Az. We had a great day nonetheless in the nice weather, meeting Gussie, wearing his suspenders, getting us into the uh, the suite there at, 
uh, Combank Stadium, had a couple of beers and catch up. And yeah, absolute nicest dude in the world. And thanks for having us, Gussie. And um, yeah, great to meet you in person. But how are you tonight, Az? Yeah, g'day, Josh. G'day, Rob. Hey, everyone listening or watching in. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm not too bad tonight. Still feeling kind of flat after the result yesterday. I ended up yep. um, driving home you know, the evening after the game. So it was a bit of a subdued trip home. Yeah, the the foot thing just, it threw me because, yeah, like you said, it didn't, from where we were sitting, um, it didn't look like it hit anywhere near him. It kind of just looked like it came down, took a bounce back towards their um their dead ball line. We were sitting there thinking, yep, we're about to get a penalty right in front of the post. We're about to go eight points up. Uh, but no, we we somehow found a way to lose. I, To be fair, I feel we were a little bit stiff with the penalty um, for the high tackle against whoever it was that got sent to the bin down the other end. But Kepa. Yeah, Kepa. Yeah. Um, uh, it looked to me like um, the Dragons player was falling into him and he had his arm out like he was ready to wrap it around. So I feel like we were a bit stiff there to to cop a penalty goal loss, but it is what it is that it, yeah, like Rob said, unless there's a massive turnaround, it wraps up the spoon for us. So one more game to sit through and then, a, and then an off season, we get ready to see what uh, the great Benji Marshall and Mr. Tim Sheens have in store for us going forward. So it's going to be going to be good to see the results of this survey tonight. I haven't seen them yet, and I'm looking very much looking forward to it. And uh, yeah, Gussie at the game yesterday, he he was all decked out. It looked like he was going to be the one serving us all the all the he drinks. He did. He looked like the bartender. Yeah, in the end, he kind of was. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, absolute legend. Uh, it was great to meet him and spend the spend the day with uh, yourself, Gussie, and my brother as well. Um, so yeah. Yep. <laughs> It, it, it was pretty funny. He managed to walk. So the way the suite works in Bank West, uh, Combank, sorry, is you get to basically the bar. Firstly, we had a, a two-way mirror watching the guys warm up in the, um, in the sheds. So you look through. I don't think the boys could see us standing there with our beers, kind of watching them like they were lions in a cage at the zoo. That was pretty cool. And then they come out and run literally in between, like th- literally through the function room and uh, out into the field. But it was pretty funny. Before, while we're waiting for the Tigers to come out, security don't let anyone go through that middle section. And Gussie, cause he, I think because he was dressed like a bartender, he got your brother to film him running through the tunnel like he was running out running out to play, which was pretty funny. So, <laughs> I, I was um, the one filming him. He, it was you, filming, it was you filming. So yeah, I didn't obviously yeah, he you gave brother. me the phone and got me to film him. <laughs> yeah, that, so that was pretty funny. And if you see on our Instagram um, video of the boys running, running out, and that's Gussie, like yelling, yelling, uh, literally next to my ear. So uh, it was awesome, awesome experience to, uh, yeah, to hang out with Gussie in uh, in that suite. Don't miss round twenty five this Sunday, September four four oh five p.m. when the Raiders and West Tigers clash for the first time since. Uh, round one of 2021 and you can celebrate Father's Day with the whole family at West Ashfield with live music, Father's Day specials, limited tables are available at the garden walk-ins only if you want to show your stripes from the home of the West Tigers, West Ashfield 
Uh, they are at 115 Liverpool Road, Ashfield. And for more information, visit westashfield.com.au or give them a follow on Facebook or Instagram at westashfield. So lower grades from the weekend. So New South Wales Cup got a win. They won 38-22. Their season is finished. So they finished the season with a win. Uh, Jersey flag, a big game, and they got done 32-12 to to the Dragons. So uh, if we look at the table, so on your left there, if you're watching, uh, that's the New South Wales Cup. So the Magpies, they're second last, uh, well ahead of uh, Blacktown Workers, Sea Eagles, but second last. Uh, no wooden spoon. Good on, good on the Magpies. We're not getting a wooden spoon. But the Jersey Flag guys, so they were running third last week, uh, and they've dropped to fifth. So it's top five. So uh, they'll play the Dragons again next week, funny enough, and at Cogra as well. So uh, fourth and fifth, it's losing you're out, whereas second and third will play each other. Uh, winner goes to play the Roosters, who get a week off. So... Uh, if we beat the Dragons, we play the loser of uh, Knights v Panthers. So hopefully the Flag Boys can um, yeah bounce back and have a run into the uh, grand final. Now, my news, boys, I actually have no news since yesterday. I had a few technical issues, hence we were running late tonight. I have a blank screen in front of me. Do you guys have any any West Tigers news? Is there anything you've heard? Um, Anyone in the comments at all? Uh, Rob, is there any anything you've heard down the grapevine at all? Oh, not a rumour, but just a, a fact. Um, Kapoa got a week for that uh, tackle on Lomax. Yep. So he'll miss the last game against uh, Canberra this weekend. Um, I don't know if any of you guys saw it, but if you're pretty good lip readers, he's probably lucky to only get a week as well. So... Uh, let's let's just say there was a little bit of a homophobic slur as he was walking off the field mm. uh, towards one of the Saints players, but uh, luckily for us, that seems to be um, let go now. So uh, that's the only bit of news I've got in terms of uh, in terms of you know suspensions and or injuries or anything like that. So it will be interesting to see uh, who we name in his place at left centre this weekend. Kylie S said the golf day. Um... Yeah, the club are promoting their golf day. I guess go to the West Tigers website for that if you want to play golf with the players. Maybe you, Rob, you if you um, yeah get back to get your health back, play golf with the West Tigers. Maybe you can play Ambrose with uh, Mr. Pascoe or something. I'd have to go in the last group, Josh, so they wouldn't hit, hit try and hit up on me and hit me in the head. <laughs> <laughs> um, any news, as or can we? Move on. We'll move on to the game on the weekend. Yeah, I I can't really think of anything uh, going around at the moment other than the the rumor that we were going to sign Cameron Munster for seven mil over five years or whatever it was. But Someone yeah, just that said that in the comments. Cool. I thought they were joking. Oh, that oh that was that was from last week, wasn't it? That was yeah, it was. Shane's knocked yeah, it on the head. Yeah, Shane's not. Yeah, that was it was a joke. Tim Shans came yeah. out and said, "I thought it was a joke. I was kidding. I wrote it, wrote it in my diary that day." Uh, Buzz Rothfield said a very funny joke. I'm quite an anchor man for anyone that didn't get that. <laughs> um, it's the only thing I've heard in the last few days. Yeah. Uh, right. So this 
God awful game yesterday. We'll touch on it before we get to the player rating poll. Obviously, we lost 24-22. We had the lead basically, um, yeah, from what, the 24th minute we led led the game all the way to the the 79th. Uh, Rob, I'll let you go go first. What's um what are your takeaways from this one? Uh look, I'll I'll go through some positives and negatives. Obviously, as I said earlier, the positives were, you know, we held them to 24 points, which is a lot better than 72. <laughs> uh, we, I felt I felt even though we had an undersized pack, I always knew the fact that we were putting some new guys in and and as I said bringing back uh, Little and Simkins etc. New Browns playing for a contract. I just thought there'd be a lot of enthusiasm. Uh, which there was. The disappointing thing for me, we just looked terrible until they, they had a player sin-binned. Um, and effectively, we played a St George team that had 12 players for a quarter of the game and we still lost. So that that was disappointing. The, the, the basic error is just like losing the ball at the play the ball. That happened so many times. And, and some of our better players, you know, had those moments. So it was just, it was a little bit rocks and diamonds. I, I was just... Look, we, we go up and down about this talk about effort. Um, you know, we said, you know, even in the earlier rounds when we lost to Gold Coast and the Titans, oh, you know, we tried hard and, and fans were saying, oh, we're sick of close losses and glorified losses. Well, you know, after you get flogged by 66 points, you, you do want to see effort. And it was there for 80 minutes yesterday. So I guess the positive is there was effort. There was pride. The, the negatives for me... I mean, I know there's a lot of inexperience there, but you mentioned the Powger thing, and it's it's not to single out Powger. I've been a big stickler, Josh and Aaron, about our club, I don't believe, pays enough attention to detail on the little things. And mm. I'm, I'm curious now as a supporter, do we practice receiving short goal line dropouts? Do we practice trying to retrieve a ball from our short goal line dropouts? Do we practice kickoffs, the short kickoffs, the attacking kickoffs? Uh, do we do we practice the field goals? Because you mentioned that we're playing Canberra this Sunday, Josh, for the first time since round one last year. I remember, yeah. Kapo- I remember Kapoa being on the left wing last year, running backwards for a ball that was going to land almost on the sideline or a metre in from the sideline. And he just had to put his foot on the sideline. That's right. And touch, yeah. and touch, and touch the ball. So yeah. to me, to me, I believe that you know the players don't aren't aren't taught properly. Now, some will say they should know the rules. What I would ask any of the listeners that have played league growing up as a junior, I mean, the the the, the league nerds all know the rule. We all know that you could. I knew that. Understand. I knew that rule when I was when I was eleven. I reckon. We've all known that rule, and we see so many first graders not use it. Like, it's not even just stand on the line and touch it. You can stand outside the field of play and dive in like Superman and touch the ball five metres off the ground and knock it forward. As long as it hasn't touched the ground first, it's out on the full. Like, you don't have to just stay, uh, you know, like like a statue on the sideline. You can dive into the field of play and touch Mm. the ball, and it's still out on the full. So I didn't know that. I I thought you had to have one foot. Planted. No, if you if you've come from outside the field of play and touch the ball before it, you know, before it hits the ground and before you hit the ground, right? I thought I thought you had to have I thought you had to have a foot on the grass. No, outside. you, you, you okay. can also you can also dive in, and we we hardly see 
like our guys don't do mm. it. And and as I was about to ask, like if any of our listeners have played junior league, I would say that not one one coach would teach you that thing growing up. But at some stage, when you become a professional athlete, you've got to be taught the rules. So if we've got a backs coach and he's got all the fullbacks and all the wingers and all the centers, and it might not have to be in first grade. You can be in lower grades or or flag or wherever. Like, what are we doing? Why aren't why isn't there attention to detail to this? Like, like who stands inside the 10 metre line to receive a dropout? It was just like the, he, the bloke had no idea. And like, he's never going to forget it ever again. But it just goes to my thing with anything that happens within our club. It's just, oh, well, it's not my fault. It's someone else's fault. He didn't know the rules. Like, okay, Kamali's saying he didn't know the rules. I'm not blaming Kamali. Pauga should be taught this in lower grades. But when you get to first grade, You've got to know your role. You've got to know what you're meant to do in certain situations. And it's just, it just really bugged me because, look, there, there's no guarantee the ball would have bounced backwards if it didn't hit his foot. It might have travelled the 10 metres oh, or whatever. But but you've got yeah. to know. You've got to, you just can't give the game away. Like, if that ball doesn't go 10 metres, Dewey's taking a kick from right in front this, and, and he'll yeah. probably milk a minute, minute and a half off the clock. And we're down to, you know, 30 seconds either side of eight minutes from full time with an eight-point lead. So it just, it just, and as I said on the socials today, it's like the way we lose games and the things that happen to us, mm. they're, they're like, you, you, you try, if you try to sell it in a movie script, yeah, you wouldn't believe it. Yeah. JK Rowling couldn't make it up. You couldn't make it up, but it happens to us in, you know, like the, the Cowboys mm. finish and, and, you know, some of the other things that have happened through the year and it's just so West Tigers and, and, you know, it, it just, it, look, it's frustrating frustrating but you know I, I didn't watch it like uh I, I wasn't like jumping up and down when we scored or getting the shits when we when when they scored I was just like pretty calm because I was pretty medicated but um yeah it's just disappointing man like it, you know you want to win mm. a game every now and then so Kylie made I, a good I, point on YouTube Gavin Badger's on staff so why well, yeah, why but, is he not teaching the rules yeah but I I, I think I th- like for that sort of rule myself I think you've got to practice these moments like Yeah true. I am I'm, I'm sure you know like uh Josh you know we always refer to American sports you know if we if we're talking NFL the, the NFL uh teams practice a 2 minute drill you know from their own yeah. from their, basically their own end zone trying to work at 100 yards up the field yeah. uh, and and this is these are like these are the little one percenters that You've got to get right. Like there was a period maybe five or six years ago, we couldn't kick a field goal to save our lives. We mm. couldn't even set up to kick a field goal. The one we kicked against South to win the game was beautifully executed. You know, a little bit of a decoy, give it to Brooks, he kicked it. Jacko's was the best field goal you'll ever seen, but that was more by just ad lib than design. But it had to be yeah. from you know, close to 40 metres out. But but you've got to even practice your field goals. You've got to practice those little things. And, and I just... I just don't think, you know, and that, that can go back to Madge or whatever, but if we're talking development and we want to develop players, teach them the freaking rules as they're coming through. So when mm. they're in first grade, they know, like, like I'll give you an example. Do all our players put their foot on the sideline from the kickoff? Like, just stand on the sideline. And if the ball's not going to go near the sideline, then come in and catch it. Why aren't mm. all our players on the sideline or dead ball line? You taught that in cricket too. But, I mean, are they? Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't see our blokes standing on the sideline. I don't, but anyway, that look. We're, mm. I'm probably harping on a bit too much about it. No, it's, it's those one percenters that's let us down all year. We've lost. What was the stat? Um, I saw on Twitter we lost. Was it eight games by six or less this year? Yeah, and Something a couple. Like that. Like, yeah, uh, two to six points. I think there was four of them. 
Yeah. I can't remember. So, so there's been a lot of games. Roosters game aside, we weren't. Uh, maybe there's, there's only a couple of games where we were absolutely smacked. There was a lot of games where we should have won, but didn't. And it's just this, this small one percenters that we just somehow keep getting wrong. We're dumb. I've, I've seen I've seen our team being called dumb. I've called them dumb a number of times over the past few weeks, and it, it's a hundred percent true. It's just dumb football, dumb mistakes, dumb like. It's a lack of football rules. IQ. It's a yeah, lack it's of football just... IQ. But you, you need to teach that in 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 players. Look, look. I want to focus on a couple of positives, all right. And I'm not talk- like I know Freebarn dropped a couple of balls from dummy half, and I'm, it's not the positives about the tries. For the first time since they've debuted in first grade, I thought Freebarn and Diaz actually bent the line in a couple of runs. I, I hadn't I hadn't seen that from them like like you know for for what in Diaz's case probably five games so I was actually happy to see that I actually even though Freebarn's twenty seven I feel like okay well this guy might have a bit of potential you know the downside is you know like do he look like a genius with a couple of tries but that was against twelve men you know but then then the the chase he did on uh, Moga was mm. incredible and and even Naden to to just be there with him just in case yeah to, to make sure he went over the sideline look there were a lot of I, I enjoyed I enjoyed the game probably because of the closeness of the game yeah. but I, I never thought we'd get close Josh because I thought we were undersized but I thought mm. we'd have a bit more points in us and unmotivated well it, it seemed like we're unmotivated but as I said if you get six or seven guys playing for contracts haven't been in first grade for a while, um, I felt sorry for the for the kid that only got three or four minutes. I mean, yeah, that's just, insane. He he's only two touches, man. He missed a tackle. I hope and, he gets to play this weekend. Well, mate, he dropped a ball that was basically on, on his chest. So, like, yeah. I, I'm I, I hope you know. I don't want to judge him on two moments, but like, it's, I don't know if he'll get another chance. You know, like even even with those two touches, because that drop ball really was the last straw for the game. Like we'd given him so many chances and mm. we're probably in a position to work downfield and, and kick a field goal or score the winning try. Yeah. Just so many, so many moments where it could have swung the other way. Uh, I'm not sure how you follow that as, as before you go as just on Adam Dwayhe, Rob, um, I put on Twitter, like in all the excitement during the game that the West Tigers should be giving Adam Dwayne a, a contract ASAP and got absolutely hammered for it. Like, it seems like half the fan base uh, are out on Adam Dwayne here. I just, I don't get it. Yes, obviously the Roosters game last week, he had a shocker, but we lost by 66. Like, every, it was just an anomaly. Like, uh, every player was shithouse in that. And I, I wouldn't judge any anyone off that game. It was just one of those games you just throw in the bin. Uh, I I find it hard to comprehend that people are so far out on Adam Dwayne, and I don't get it. What like what are your thoughts on that, Rob? I was absolutely just as shocked as you, Josh. Um, I I try and be pretty logical about how I assess it. You've got to look at who Adam's got around him. The forward pack exactly. that he's playing. The forward pack that he's playing behind, the, the number of players that are missing. Yes, 100% he had a shocker against the Roosters. I'll, I'm not defending that. He's also got but, nothing to play for at the moment, too. Uh, someone made a comment, I think it might have been on your tweet, Josh, which was a pretty good point. He's probably getting a lot of backlash because of that talk that he wanted to finish the year with the Storm. 
Saturday night. It was a throwaway, was a throwaway comment too. Like yeah, was, but but like, you know what? Yeah. That, that might that might be that might be causing a little bit of resentment. But the fact yeah, that maybe. But the fact that they're saying, oh, he's not worth it or he's not this or he's not that. I mean, look, they're entitled to their opinions. I just think that they're just so, being so harsh. I mean, yes, he dropped the ball cold with, what, four or five minutes left. Yeah, uh, taking it was the a ball big out from it. It, yeah. Yeah, look, it was it was a huge moment. Yeah. But, I mean, it kind of reminds me of the Benji Marshall days where he'd have a great game, but then he'd, you know, throw the ball over the touch judge's head into the crowd and, and everyone would just bag the crap out of him. Oh, Benji's this and Benji's that. Yeah. And, I just feel it's like almost like a similar, like unless he plays a perfect game, yeah. he gets he gets absolutely bashed. Look, the the only thing I will say, Josh, I'm not defending the people that are bagging Adam Dwayhey, and they're the entitled only, to their opinion. Look, they are entitled to their opinion, but I I, I kind of in my head, I'm trying to justify it in the way that as a supporter base, we are all so frustrated with how 2022 has panned out that sometimes we say and you know, say things that we deep down don't mean. We're just super frustrated because I genuinely don't get how you don't, anyone could not think Adam Dwayhey shouldn't be a part of our 17 next year mm. and shouldn't be on a substantial contract as well. Like, okay, yeah. if, if Adam shouldn't be there, give me someone that you'd put in his place and don't start with Cameron Munsters and Cherry Evans. I mean, give me someone around that's a pretty good number six that you think is better than Dwayne, that would make our team better and that loves our sign. team as much as he does. That would play you know? for us as well. Yeah, that would play yeah. for us as well. So, look, I, I don't know, Josh, but I, I just think, like I said, we're all frustrated and and mm. our best our best players generally cop it because we expect the most from them. Yeah. Sorry, As you're, uh, yeah, I, I, I set you up to go go there, but I just I just really wanted to <laughs> hit on the Adam point. What are you? Uh, yeah, we're obviously at the game, so. It's um, yeah, a bit of a different perspective. What are your thoughts on this mm-hmm. game? Yeah, it was just another one of those ones we managed to throw away from a position we shouldn't have thrown it away from. Um, we we got a little bit stiffed on some of the calls, but it's just the the low footy IQ just befuddles me sometimes. Um, I wanted to ask Rob two questions. From what you could see on TV, Rob, did it look like that? Try, I think it was Dane or the no try. Yeah, someone mentioned this Dane, in the comments, yeah. Where it looked looked to us on the big screen like the ball touched grass, but yeah, we cheered. We yeah. thought it was a try. Yeah, it looked it looked like a try. And just to go back on uh, you said another bad decision. The the first try St. George got, I don't think it was the try scorer, but the guy that was like yeah. at least a meter in front of him. And the, he's within the, five. Yeah. And he's yeah, he's, he's within ten meters or whatever, 10, the whatever the rule is. Yeah, yeah, he's easily no, within ten. Clearly he's... offside. I don't know yeah. how the bunker rules that a try, but um, yeah, it looked like it, you know when they scored that try and we come out pretty listless. I thought, oh gosh, this is going to be a bad day, but you know it turned around pretty quickly. But yeah, I, mm. back to what you said, I think Dane's try was a try, and it looked like it hit the grass. But you know, it's the West Tigers, man. We <laughs> we just never get these decisions. It's crazy. And it was old mate in the bunker as well. Yeah, Klein. Surprise, surprise. I'm surprised that last play. When we went for the short kickoff, I was screaming out, challenge it. Why didn't we challenge off the kickoff? A couple of our guys fell to the ground on that short kickoff at the end. Why didn't we... uh, Why was there no soft whistle? Yeah. I've got no idea. I know what to say. (laughs) 
And just the other question for you, Rob, you you, you talked about how uh, players can start from outside the field and jump and touch the ball and that's considered out. How, how would that work with the short with the short dropout that hadn't uh, reached the 10? Would that still be a penalty to us or would that be a penalty to them? Because, um, or is that kind of a, like a gray area? In, no, yeah, no. In front of the 10, you're not allowed to touch it. It, it's pretty it's pretty black and white from a from a restart such as a dropout or a kickoff firstly there's no advantage so so number one you can't have an advantage so for example um you know if you if you caught the ball and ran for a try and it hasn't traveled 10 meters tough luck the ball has to travel 10 meters so you can stand within that 10 meter area but you're not allowed to touch the ball and it's the same from a kickoff from halfway you could you can yeah. do something silly and like for example you know, if someone does a grubber kick and you think, you know what, it's trickling, 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 you might want to stand half a metre in, inside the 10-metre line. So hmm. as it's crossing the line, you dive on it Crossing first. Plane, yeah. yeah, before your opposition player does. But you've just you've just got to stay out of that. You know, you can't touch the ball. Once you touch the ball, it's a penalty. Once yeah. it's within – if you haven't let it travel 10 metres, it doesn't work. And then the, the really crazy one, but I'm, I'm sure most of the – you know, footy nerds out there know it. If you're doing a short line dropout, uh, like yesterday's one where Pauga touched it, and the and there was a big win favouring the Tigers, and the Dragons uh, did the dropout, and it's travelled past the 10-metre line in the yeah. air, and Cross then the blown plane, back yeah. to the 5-metre line, it's crossed the plane, it's play on. Yeah. So, and that's the same, that applies to a kickoff from halfway as well. But but the thing is, like, how long, how long would it take to teach the players those rules, or to execute them a couple of times? Like, it's it's just a, it's just a one percent of guys that Rob, have... I I knew that rule as a child because when you play like kickoffs that don't make ten meters, um, happen all the time in like under tens and under elevens because you can barely a lot of kids they miss kick it or whatever. We we knew that rule like back then, in, like literally ten, eleven, twelve. You should know that. <laughs> should know that rule. It's been the rule. I played rugby league over 20, like 20 years ago. And that was a rule back then. We knew it. So it, it's been a rule. It's not like it's a new rule or anything. It's, uh, it's been around as, as long as I've been alive. So. Yeah, uh, I know. But I, I just, I just think, you know, a lot, you look at a lot of the, and like I say, I'm not putting the players down, but you know, we, we knew the rules, but those blokes were playing rugby league and they're, and they're pumping weights and they're, they're athletes and, and they're not footballers. You know, they're athletes. There's a big difference. They've got to learn the rules so they can become footballers. Until then, they're, you know, they're just going to be, you know, I don't know, like just blockhead footballers. Like they've got to be smart. And and they've got, like like you said, Badger's on our staff, or if he's still on our staff, why is, it, why is he teaching them? Like every year the rules mm. change. Every year the rules change. Surely the whole football squad in every grade is told by Badger, these are the new changes. This is how it will affect us. And this is what we have to do to counteract those changes like I, I don't think it's too hard and and you know we people might think we're just harping on one thing it's the difference between winning and losing games guys it, it really game is over. it was literally game over yeah eight, eight point lead done pretty much uh and then anything else Josh, as? yeah so you you guys were talking about adam dwayhe as well and the one thing you didn't mention that we you pointed out to me uh during the game was that one set where defensively he he made like three or four tackles in the in the set and um, mm. two two in the same play because he went he went for a tackle. Um, they got an offload away, and then 
the play starts to go down to the left edge and then it starts coming back in again and about halfway between where Adam made the first tackle and the edge, he, he makes another tackle to bring the player down. Like, he just... I said it to you during the game. He really put in a captain's knock. Obviously, he made mm. a couple of mistakes, but um, if like it's it's highly unlikely that any player, especially a half, is going to have a perfect game because there's just so many nuances to to the game of a half. Where I feel like if they have a perfect game, then that's like a very very rare thing. You mm. see, even some of the best halves halves that have played the game have like made some plays where they didn't quite get it right. Whether it be a, a grubber kick that. Um, just went dead or something along those lines. But yeah, Adam, to me, he put in a real captain's knock and um, yeah, it was probably one of, it, I'd say it was one of his better games of the season. He just, he just had the captaincy. He, he took on all that extra onto his shoulders and yeah, he, he was probably one of the better players of the day. So question on Facebook from, Stephen, he's asking why Kep, when Kepa Ola was sin-binned, why wasn't Lomax sent for a HIA, which is interesting because he kicked the goal. Was it a high, was it a high shot or was it called a yeah. shoulder charge? No, no, no. It was, it was, he was penalised because the contact was with the head. So, Even though um, he was as, fought, as Aaron I, said I hate... earlier, it was, it was quite unlucky that he was ducking. But the mm. unlucky part for me was if Kapoa just stays out of it, Naden's dragging him over the sideline. Like yeah, he, he, kind of, his... he's, he almost anchors him to stop yeah. him from going to the sideline. Yeah, he was on his way over. It was just such a <laughs> dumb play. But, I mean, it's it's dumb, you know, like it's it's dumb, but it's also done out of enthusiasm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you, you can't sort of bag the bloke, but you just, I don't know, it's just a heat of the moment thing. So, um, but it's funny he says that. There was another one the other night. I'm just trying to think of who it was. But, anyway, I'll, I'll think of it shortly. But there was another mm. guy that there was a head clash. And he didn't come on it off and he stayed on the field. I'm just trying to think of who it was. It was a it was a different NRL game. If anyone else can think of it, just yeah, just type it on the screen. I've, I've just had a mental block. Was it in the know, as... was it in the Roosters and the Storm game? Because that a whole lot of stuff happened in that one. Yeah, actually, you know what? It was that game because it was for Warrior Hargraves got sin binned for striking a uh, a Solomona on the head, and Solomona stayed on. So how does that work? Not sure. Yeah. Just notice the crowd, about 9,700 people there. So yeah, I reckon, do you, what do you reckon? It was about 50-50 as, maybe slightly more Dragons fans? Yeah, I, I saw a bit more red and white there, but I'd, I'd also add that there were a few players, uh, sorry, a few supporters for the uh, the Eels NRLW yeah. team because there was an Eels NRLW home game before our game, so... Some of those guys probably would have left and decided to not hang around to witness what the rest of us did. But yeah, it did look like there was a, a little bit more red and white than there was orange, black and white, unfortunately. But can't really blame Tigers fans for not wanting to show up after what we witnessed at the SCG just set, just eight days before it. Mm. It's sad, you know, because if these two teams were in both in finals contention, I reckon we'd sell out Combank. Like two of the biggest fan bases. You think back to the semi-final, 2010, or 2011, 2010, 2005, played the Dragons um, in semi-finals. Like, great rivalry. And, yeah, we would have packed that stadium, but both teams are shit. So it was just the uh, <laughs> the losers like us. That, yeah, uh, well, that, 
that 2010 one, Josh. I stand corrected, but it, I think it was over 70,000 people. It was 82. It was sold out. Was it 82, it was, was it? Wow. I'm pretty sure it was 82. It was, it was like, literally sold out. It was, And it was yeah. divided. I, my mate, who's a Dragons fan, bought the tickets. So I was there was literally, like, the stadium was almost cut in half. It was, like, white and orange and black. So I yeah. was in the white section, uh, unfortunately, and just, yeah. Was just that field goal by Sal and the, the last play. Uh, let's uh, let's let's save. Let's not yeah, get, another time. Another yeah, time. let's not get too <laughs> sad. Uh, anything else to to bury this one and throw it in a well before we go to the player player poll, guys? Uh, I can't. I can't better. think of anything. Just just you know, a, a much better effort than last week, and uh, I I hope they can back it up this week. But a lot yep. will depend. A lot will depend on the results. Uh, as in the Brisbane St George game before uh, mm. before we get to play Canberra and whether Canberra rests any players up. But um, one thing I will say, guys, I don't think they win that game without Jack Bird yesterday. He literally lifted. Yeah, he played well, didn't he? He yeah. just absolutely put it on his own shoulders to get him over the line. So um, yeah, he 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 played really well. Uh, just before we get onto the poll, just uh, I just realized I didn't realize tonight. That I got the date wrong. So I've written September 11. So it's actually uh, September 5. The next Monday is uh, when this Tiger fit. So I don't know why I wrote September 11 was Mad Monday, but um, yeah, it's actually whatever Monday's date is. This this coming next Monday, so not tonight. Next Monday, going to start these Tiger fit sessions. Got a couple of people uh, interested. So if you are keen to, if you're anywhere near Olympic Park, you can make it to Olympic Park. Uh, on a Monday and Thursday night, then uh, yeah, shoot us a message. It's yeah, really affordable, uh, about twenty bucks a week, and you get uh, a, yeah, it's ten bucks a session pretty much. So uh, send us a DM or podcast at westlife.com. The uh, the weather's it's going to be twenty four degrees tomorrow. The weather's starting to pick up as we go into spring. So uh, yeah, time time to uh, get those summer bodies back. And if you need some help with that and talk footy. While you do it, uh, yeah, send us a DM or podcast at westlife.com. Right, I play a poll um, or play a rating poll, rather, starting with Stefano. So we had literally 100, about 100 entries. So thank you to everyone who who submitted for these. So uh, start with Stefano. So uh, a bit of a tough one, but so... I've added a few comments uh, as well. So in the poll, for those who didn't fill it out, I added a section where you could actually give us a bit of a blurb on what you thought the player was rather than just give us a number. So I went through and plucked out a couple of people. So Ethan said, a bit of a backward step this year for Steph, uh, but injuries have played a big part. Looking forward to seeing him next year. Cohen said, disappointing. He was never really 100% this year. Hopefully he can bounce back and show more of that. Uh, end of 2021 20, form next year. Uh, interesting one from T Money. Uh, I thought I'd add in. He said, "Is he ever not injured? Uh, how many? Apart from this year, was Steph? How many injuries can you think of the top of your head as from Steph? Um, I don't. Well, I, during his time at Para, I don't actually know if he if he copped any injuries. I think their delay in um playing him was more of a waiting for the the time where they needed him uh, to come in for depth. But yeah, I don't think he's really had 
that bad an injury run and he played um how many games for us last season i've got got his player profile open he played 21 out of 24 for us last year so he only missed three last year you guys there yeah uh, as you've cut out i thought oh, that was my internet can you hear me yeah, yeah I got you back now, now. Got you now yeah what was the last thing you heard me say? <laughs> um, I, basi- I basically just said, I don't think he really copped that many injuries um, during his time at Para. From what my, my understanding is, they just didn't really have the need to play him. Uh, as for last season with us, he played 21 out of 24, so he didn't miss that much footy last year. So, and I don't hmm. and I don't remember if it was due to injury or not. Yeah, I've got, I, I didn't I've got all the player profiles open for tonight. I certainly don't think he was injury prone, and I think they were just being cautious this year. Um, also, in the comments, guys, give us what you think each, as we go player by player, what you gave him or what you would give Stefano. First up, uh, Rob, what are your thoughts on Stefano this year? Do you remember what you gave, gave him? I don't have your numbers up, sorry. That's okay. I feel like the top comment that you read out, uh, is pretty much what I said. I, mm. I, I actually said I was disappointed uh, with his season, but it could have been from the injury he copped early in the season, and he never really bounced back. So, yeah, I, I pretty much pretty much a mixture of the first two comments there is, is what I said, and I think I rated his year as a 4 out of 10. Uh, what's, your, what's your guess as? What was your rating? I rated him, um, I think it was a 5. Uh, it was a, it was a, it was an okay season from him. I, I feel like we bought him back from his injury a little too soon. Uh, cause he, he copped the injury in round two against the Knights, uh, sorry, game three against the Warriors. Um, and then came back round nine. I, I wasn't expecting him to come back until mm. probably closer to the buy or after it, because they said it was around an eight week layoff, but it didn't or an eight to eight to 10 week layoff. And I just feel like they might've brought him back a little bit underdone. And yeah, I, he just never really got back to his best. And it was, it was a bit disappointing, but um, I hope a full preseason he'll, will help him get back to his uh, barnstorming best for from 2021 next year. So it was 5.2 for Stefano was the average across the uh, hundred votes. So I think that's about right. Uh, Tom, Alex Freeman, Tom Freeman, rather solid, uh, Craig M said solid clubman won't let you down. If caught upon was a magpies captain for a reason. And you see it when he plays, uh, Josh D said with not, not many games to show in first grade, he proved even at 27, you can help a team love the efforts. And he's a wonderful backup for Bloor in the back row. And Leighton, the New South Wales cup veteran showed in four games this season that he belongs at NRL level. Does he feature in the Sheen's Benji Farrow going forward? Probably not. However, his ability to play balls a 13, his excellent defense and hardworking attitude gets a seven from a small sample size. A good rotational piece in the top 30 squad. Uh, as I'll let you go first on Free Barn. Yeah, I gave Tommy a six. It, it's a bit hard. I feel like it's a little bit hard to rate them higher when they when there's not really a huge sample size to rate them from. I um, he, yeah, he, he's shown plenty in New South Wales cup for what he can do. He, he's, he, he's good depth for 
the boys in the second row and even at lock potentially as well. Um, whether or not the Benji sees him as a ball playing lock will, will yet to be seen. But yeah, I I really like what we've seen from Tommy in these in the four games he's played for us this year. He he's um he's taken it on the chin. Um he's he's given it a real red hot crack in all four games and just I'm, I was happy to see him get that double on um yeah that was on cool Saturday on Sunday it was very much deserved. Yeah, I wonder if that spiked his numbers a little bit. But Rob, what are your thoughts on this? I was going to say kid, but he's a man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a bit with Aaron. Anyone that's like, you know, you, we're rating everyone on a year. Anyone that kind of played four or five games, I, I couldn't give them over yeah. five. Like, it's just hard to give someone a big score mm. when they've had, had you know, minimal minimal impact. And, and that even applied to Adam Glahey. Like, you know, he's only played, what, eight or nine games or something like that. So yeah. you can't say someone's, oh, wow, or whatever. And But anyway, with, with Tom... Um, my opinion changed of him yesterday. Uh, in terms of effort, he's a nine or a ten sort of player. There's mm. there's no difference there, and it's not as I said, it's not the tries. I just felt he bent the line a little bit yesterday, which I hadn't seen from him previously. I thought he was just a real, you know, good try hard sort of bloke, but doesn't really have much impact. And I I saw a different bloke yesterday, so maybe he's having a you know got a little bit more confidence having played a few more games and perhaps you know a full preseason. Uh, with a first grade squad next year, that would could really help him. So I'm going to just reserve judgment on him for next year. I'm not going to say he'll make our, our first grade team or not, but if if efforts anything to go by, he'll be there. He, he's actually he was really good yesterday. I, I mean, it's just disappointing he did those silly errors playing the ball, but other than that, he had a great game. Six point oh for Tommy. Six point yeah, that sounds true. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, a small sample size, but I think, yeah, it, as you said, it's hard to judge uh, and give a huge, unless you light the world on fire, it's hard to give a big score for someone like that. But I think, I mean, he, get, he got picked once and he kept getting picked. I mean, there's not much to pick from at the moment, but uh, he's definitely, he hasn't been a play like, oh, like I th- he should be playing back in Reggie's next week. So, uh, yeah, he's definitely, this will be an interesting one. Uh, Tyrone Peachy. So Brandon said, poor signing, paid way too much for him to be at the club. It just wasn't the play he used to be. I don't think I've ever seen a bloke get sent to the sin bin as often as he has been for us. His discipline and errors were really bad this year. He needs to turn it around or look somewhere else. Brandon being a bit harsh there, uh, Rob, but it was pretty much the voice of most people as well. Yeah, look, he's. He, I can't disagree with anything he says there, but you know, we we did pay too much for him. We didn't use him properly. I I think you know, I don't know if he's past it. I don't believe he's past it. I think he's too mm. talented past it. I just think you know, like I say, I don't know the bloke or I don't know what his personal situation is or anything like that. He's the sort of bloke. If there's a coach that believes in him, gives him a bit of TLC. Gives him a, you know, snaps him to sort of train harder and work harder and whatever. Yes, he's had too many sin bins, et cetera, et cetera. But where have we played him this year? We've played him centre, wing, lock. Like, he's just been everywhere throughout the game. The, the guy can do a job. I mean, he can score a try too. And the one thing I will say, if Benji wants to play that fast or Benji and Tim Sheens are talking mm. about playing that, that, that fast attacking style of footy next year, he actually would fit in if he could get his head in the right spot. But 
the way the clubs treated him, and it might be Peachy's own doing for, for this, but the way the clubs treated him, you're not going to inspire anyone by just shunting him back to reserve grade. I mean, okay, they, it started with all really nice. We'll make you a, a one of the five captains and all that sort of stuff. But we never really had a ball-playing lock. And I, I guess that comes back to Madge. You know, we, we should have given him a go at 13 and it might have worked. But I think he got off on the wrong foot with Madge, got in a reserve grade and, and he's never looked back. And obviously, we mentioned halfway through the year that he could look elsewhere and no one else wants him. So... I don't know. I, I think I think he's a project that could be resolved, but it's up to Sheens and Benji and Robbie if they want to do that. Did you notice him in the uh, in the room yesterday as he was getting around in a white hoodie with his hood over, which is kind of interesting because literally Brooksy, Twoley, uh, who else was there? Ken, who else was in there? There in suits as Garner. Uh, Garner, yeah, like all the injured players. We had about $5 million of players in suits walking around the place. Uh, Peachy was there grabbing a... We literally grabbed uh, a salmon bowl off the same same waitress table at the same time. And I looked up, this guy in a hoodie, and I, I then realised it was uh, it was him. But, uh, yeah. I didn't what actually realise it was him, to be honest. Yeah. I I, I didn't want to say... Because like, you were next to me, and I was I didn't want to say, oh, look, it's... it's it's peachy because it'll be too fucking awkward and obvious. But um, yeah, it's just interesting that he had he had his hood like had his hood pulled. We were in a in the function and every other player was in suits and he he wasn't. So take that for for what you will. But um, thoughts on Peach as? Yeah, I agree with Brandon. I said he wasn't he wasn't he hasn't been a particularly great signing. Um, he's just been thrown around in too many positions to actually be able to contribute anything of effect. Um. The thing that bugged me the most was the comment he made pre-game round two about not really knowing what his role was. And then the way he came out and played that game just showed uh, a player that didn't really, I guess, didn't really care. I I added that he wasn't a leader and probably never really should have been in our leadership group. Um, but that's not really on him. He was voted by the rest of the team. So, or maybe he, maybe he only needed one vote from someone else in the team to actually make it maybe only though only those five players actually got votes and match just was just like effort you can all be captains um but yeah i i rated him a three he's he's done a okay job at times but overall he's just he's just been pretty poor he might be a decent depth signing next year and i agree that he might actually work well under the benji robbie sheensy combo next year and I've just had a look at his player profile. Would you believe that if he plays next week, or if if he doesn't play next week uh, or this weekend coming, then he only needs nine more games to reach two hundred. So he, mm. he's been around for a while. Yeah, uh, two point nine for the pitch. So two point nine. So that's about right. Uh, so far, so. I had technical issues earlier, so I don't have any quotes on Paul Alex, but I'll get uh, check my notes here for his number. So Alex got four point nine. So literally, oh, how annoying in a test if you get forty if you get forty nine percent. But um, so a slight slight fail fail mark there, Aaron. Is that harsh on um, on Big Red? What are your thoughts? Uh, I'd, I'd say it's fairly accurate. 
Um, I was a little bit more generous than that. I gave him a six. I he he had some games earlier in the season where he really put in and performed really well. Mm. Um, he had a few starting appearances. He had a few uh, really really good moments. Um, in some of the games he played, I some something that's going to live rent free in my in my head is um, in the first game against the Warriors at Campbelltown where one of the Warriors players was on the ground and he was kind of screaming at them to get up. Like that was, yeah, that was fun. <laughs> but yeah, I, he, he played all right. He'll be another solid depth signing um, next year. If he hangs around, obviously uh, he'll, he'll most likely be behind Papali'i and Bloor and maybe a couple of others as well, or he might be third or fourth in line. So it, it, it'll really all come down to seeing what um, the new coaching staff want to do with him what they see his role being and but yeah i feel like he'll be able to do a job for the team next year either off the bench or um as a backup uh what are your thoughts rob uh josh i think i gave him a four from memory uh i agree with i agree with aaron about you know how how hard he tries and he did have a couple of good games i think one in particular against uh, south uh, on the night we won with the Brooksy field goal. Um, but I just, for me, it's all about expectations. And from what I saw last year with a couple of really good performances, I thought he was going to come on this year. I, I think he's gone backwards. And, and I, like I say, it's not that he doesn't try. He was just, I just thought he'd be a better player this year. So I'm actually disappointed. I, I understand that he could be a depth signing, but wow, like we're really talking depth there, Aaron, like maybe number 21 or 22, because I, I just don't see him being in our 17 or having a, a good 17 with him in it. And that's nothing personal. It's just, I just don't think he came on, guys. Uh, Jimmy Tarmel. So uh, I'll let you go first with big Jimmy. Rob? Look, I think I might have put five for Jimmy. Uh, again, I didn't expect much from Jimmy last, uh, this year because I thought last year he was reasonably poor on the field. I mean, he, he's a you know lovely bloke and a, a good captain and says all the right things, but I didn't see enough from him last year. But this year, I really felt he put his heart and soul into it, even though he physically didn't show at times. Uh, but he did have a few good games. He, you know, he scored a try, a try or two, I think, this year. Um, the fact that he lost his crap last week against the Roosters, as I said, I'm not condoning it, but it kind of made me happy that he cares that much. Um, yeah, look, I, I don't know. I don't know if Jimmy's going to play on or not, but, yeah, I, I thought he had a reasonable year and definitely a better year than last year, but it was it enough for us? I don't think so. So it was a... Uh, I'll let you guys before I reveal the score for Jimmy? I I also gave Jimmy a six. My main reason for giving him a little over a pass mark was because I I compared what I gave him or how I rated him last year, which like which like Rob said was not the, not all that great. Um at, at times on field he's had some really good moments as well. Um he's he's one of the best leaders we have off the field um and on it when he's when he's on form. Um, he also, he reached 300 games this year as well. So that's an incredible achievement from him and, um, a good, a great servant of the game for many years. He's definitely passed his best now, but as I've said a few times before, I reckon he'll have, um, at least one more solid season in him as a, 
as a bench prop if he wanted to go around one more time? Uh, 5.7 for Jimmy in the end. Oh, and I just lost the, the slideshow. Alex Twal was uh, up next, boys. Uh, as you want to go first with Twally while I try and get back sure. uh, the, the slide there. <laughs> I feel like if we had a most improved award um, this year, Twal probably would have been a very, very strong candidate for it. Um, he had he had really no side of uh, game or dimension to his attack in previous seasons, but we saw a lot more from him this year. He, he found an offload. He was able to break the line a lot more. He carted the ball up a lot further. I'm really, it was really disappointing seeing him go down with that concussion because um, I honestly feel like we were in for a really, really good end end to the season from Twally. Um, you could tell that he was disappointed with the news that he he wouldn't be playing again this season. But from the perspective of getting him right for next year, because it's three concussions in the space of nine to ten months or something like that, that it ne- it was necessary to say you're gonna you're gonna sit down, you're gonna see see the rest of the season from the from the sideline. Um, but yeah, I I gave him I probably would have given him a seven and a half, but I gave him an eight because yeah he showed massive improvement from last year and I'm and I'm really excited to see how he goes. Hopefully um as one of our starting props for next year. Oh, I did have a comment for that one. Brendo said really come on this season. His attack has improved exponentially and his defense is still most consistent in the NRL. A shame about the head knocks and hopefully he's fully fit for next year. Kind of said what you said there as thoughts on Twally Roberto. Yeah, pretty much what the guys have just said there with Brendo's comments and what Aaron said. Uh, I gave him a seven. I, I really didn't go heavy on the numbers for anyone, to be honest. Uh, but, yeah, he, his defence has been rock solid for years. Um, his attack definitely improved. And, and, like, let's be fair, one offload per year would have been an improvement. So, so you know, like <laughs> there, there was definitely an improvement. But, you know, he did bust the line a few times, like you said, Aaron, in particular that power game uh, with the famous Jacko field goal at the end of it. He, he was really running with a lot more purpose, a lot more vigour and a lot more belief. So, yeah, look, there's definitely – I'm excited if he can develop that attacking side of his game. But, you know, he's always been an error-free sort of guy. And I think he's just got to let the hair down and, and just, you know, understand that there's two sides to rugby league. And, and really, you know, he needs the coaches to just – push that attacking side of him and and hopefully develop a little bit of talent there because he's certainly strong enough, um, you know, to be able yeah, to create sure. an offload. And we need a lot more second-phase play, not just from the Papali'is and the Sean Bloors. You know, we need it from everyone. So, um, yeah, look, he had a great year and and he's probably, you know, if he'd have played the whole year, I think I, I would have given him as much as Joffa. But the fact that he had to, you know, leave early, I mean, you got to be fair about it. He got 7.0. So, yeah, pretty good. That's it. He um he missed um three tackles all season as well. So wow. one against the Storm, uh, one in round five against the Sharks, and one against Manly at Lotto Land. So from how many made? Four hundred and eight. Yeah. So that's a ninety nine point three percent efficiency. He's a Don Bradman of tackling. Ridiculous. <laughs> so good. Inhuman. Mm. Yep. 
Uh, Zane Musgrove. So Brandon. Now there's a couple of Brandons. I just I literally picked all these comments at random, and there's literally multiple. They're not the same Brandon. They're multiple. There's a lot of Brandons in this poll, um, and different email addresses. So I think uh, they're different Brandons. So if that name pops up a bit tonight, I didn't use the same guy multiple times. It's it is different people. But he said about Zane. This Brandon said. Too hot and cold this year. He has been a troublemaker in the past. I'm not sure about if he will make an impact long-term for us. I feel he is a bench player at best and normally a reserve grader. Personally, I'll move him on if he doesn't improve in the off-season into next year. Rob, what are your thoughts on Zane Musgrove? I agree with that comment, and I think I wrote something like he's a bench player uh, for us. Look, we've seen some good games from him. The, the one against Newcastle... Recently at Campbelltown, he was our best forward. He he was impeccable all game. And then you watch him the week later and mm. he's bad old Zane again. So, you know, even yesterday he wasn't good most of the game. And, th- and then he does it makes that fantastic break and gives the ball to uh, yeah. Jock Matt, I Jock, think it was. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, like he, he, he can play. Um, if we parted ways with him, I would say fair enough. But he has got enough ability... And good play in him hmm. to be to be salvaged as a player. So it's really up to him. Um, but yeah, I, I'm. I really. I wouldn't be fussed either way if we let let him go or kept him. As long as if we kept him and it was a cheap price, fine. But yeah, he he needs to be more consistent, guys. He's just not consistent enough. Well, he did take a pay cut to stay with us. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he did from the Dragons. Hmm. I think Dragons yeah. offered him a bit of money. Well, he might end up at the Dragons then. Hmm. Uh, as thoughts on Zane? Yeah, I. it was a very hot and cold season from him. I, I agree with um, what Brandon said there. My main issue with him this year is he's he's been too reliable for, for an error or two. Uh, most of them, when he comes off the bench, like first or second play or first or second involvement, he'll, he'll just drop the ball or he'll attempt to dodgy play the ball, just trying to be too quick about it. And it just kept shooting us in the foot so bloody many times. Um, we ended up winning the game, but the one I can remember the most was the the game against the Broncos. Um, he His first half, he, he only played like seven minutes or so in the first half, but his the first half from, from him was terrible. He made three errors in that half, I think. And then, yeah, he just, he came good in the second half, but yeah, he was just way too hot and cold. I think I gave him, I think it was a four, so bit middle of the range there. Five five point three for Zane. Yeah, that sounds about right. I, I think two guys we, with a lot of these forwards, especially like someone like Zane Musgrove, Zane Musgrove played better when Jackson Hastings was halfback. You know, so it depends who, who your halves were and who's putting you on the front foot and steering the ship. So I, I just think, you know, I, I might might be a little bit biased, but I find Jackson Hastings makes the players around him better, okay, mm. and and that and that's a really big thing. And when you've got inexperienced guys there, such as your jocks, etc., I don't think they're as good. So it's really important to have a good uh, game manager there, and 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 know put you know telling everyone where to run basically. Like you always see Jackson pointing here, pointing there when he was halfback. Yeah. So um, yeah, I think I think that does make a difference to each individual. Uh, Tua Luggy. So Craig M said, very poor, had high hopes once decision was made on going to Manly. Looked like he lacked motivation. Matt said, would have rated higher, but he took a few weeks off mentally. Would have been good to see him continue to develop as a 
Tiger. Uh, Rob Kelmatuologi. Yeah, I agree with both of those comments. And, the, you know, it, it's sad that, like, he switched off to a degree, yet guys like Garner, who we'll get on to later, is also leaving, and he never switched off. But, mm. you know, I, I see Kelmer, like, just, you know, for 10 or 20 minutes in games, just be this absolute missile. Like, a couple of hits he did yesterday, like, I was watching from my bedroom, and they hurt me watching it. Like, mm. he... He kills people when he hits yeah. them. So I, I know he's going to be a superstar at Manly because he'll be motivated every week. But, yeah, for us, I'm, I'm just disappointed that, you know, he kind of switched off when once Madge was gone, I think he just kind of thought, you know what, well, no one gives a damn around here. Let's just cruise through the year and uh, let's not get too too injured. As? Yeah, my comment about um, Kelmer was we – it was essentially a tale of three seasons. He had a he had an all right start to the season. It was awful poor in the middle, and then he's been pretty decent in this in this late season little surge before he he jets off to Manly. Um, I rated him, I think, a, a four. I can't remember off the top of my head, but uh, yeah, I I really do wish we we saw more out of him this year. It was just like Rob said, that little period in the middle of the season where he gave up was just. It was. It wasn't great to see. Like you could see that he had clearly already half packed his bags and gone to gone to Manly. But yeah, um, I hope. Well, I, I'm sure he's going to play better for them next year than he did for us this year. And fun fact: while I've got his stat page up, he's got 16 kicking meters to his name this season. <laughs> Probably grab a kick. Grab a kick somewhere. Actually, that was against. I remember. Wasn't it a um, combat? Yeah, uh, I feel like it was against the Titans. It was a kick. Nah, so he he made a kick. Was it, was it disallowed against... try somewhere? Uh, hang on. Yeah, yeah, actually, he, he it was. It, he made it. He made a kick for eight meters against the Titans in round four, and he made another one against the Knights for another eight meters in round eight. Oh, so wow. if you need an eight, if you need an eight meter kick, he's your man. Maybe it was a brookie. He put a kick in for someone and. The try, I think it was the tight against the Titans on the Gold Coast. He put a kick in, and it was just they didn't refer it. I can't remember. Yeah, uh, it's been a long season. Uh, <laughs> Luke Garner. So Jezza said played with more effort than most, even though he's leaving. I think he was unironically our best centre all year. Obviously, we're counting him as a forward, even though he played a decent chunk of the season at centre. Uh, Peter Dickinson said one of the more reliable players, gen- genuinely. Genuinely improves with each season and will be a lost. And then Brandon, another Brandon, I think it's a different Brandon. Luke Garner on the field has been quite inconsistent, but when he is playing, getting early ball, making tackles, he could well be a top 10 back rower. It's a real shame he's going to Penrith because I personally like the style he plays as a back rower with good early ball, breaking the line with pace and putting 110% effort in most games. This year, I feel he's definitely distracted on the next year moving forward. I think we're losing a quality depth back rower. So, Brandon rates him highly as... What are your thoughts on Garns? Yeah, with Garner, I I said he he did a job in the centres when he needed to earlier in the season, um, but he definitely did his best work when he he was playing in the second row. by far one of our more consistent players for the season. It's definitely going to be disappointing to see him go. Um, but I threw in a special mention his try against Manly at um, Lotto Land. That was that was 
one of our better tries for the season, the way he just streaked away down the sideline and mm. still managed yeah, to score, great. beating beating Tom Trebojevic of all, of all players. So, um, yeah, he's definitely going to be missed going forward, but... Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was one of our better, more consistent performers for the year. Yeah, I remember I tweeted out looked like a prime Chris Lawrence and tag Chris Lawrence, um, and Chris Lawrence replied saying like how good, how good was that, sort of thing. <laughs> uh, thoughts on Garner, Rob? Yeah, I gave him a seven, Josh. Uh, I think he's in our top five players for the year. Um, as Aaron said, you know we, he had to play a lot of centres. He never let us down wherever he played. Um, I kind of part of that comment. I kind of disagree with. I I don't think he was thinking of going going to Penrith next year. I think he was still pretty focused all year, to be honest. Unless I've misheard that. Um, but yeah, I I just thought he was outstanding, guys. I I've always thought he could be something special. I I don't think it was super special play this year. But given given he was playing in the centres a lot and what he had around him and stuff like that, he he's a good player and he's going to be so good in a Penrith system, like, yeah. personally, personally, I'm not a Matt Eisenhuth fan, but when you see mm. how Matt Eisenhuth is playing with Penrith, and I think Luke Garner is a lot more talented than Matt Eisenhuth. I was saying the Garner, same thing as you said. Yeah. Garner's right. going to be an absolute beast there next year. So, um, you look good on him for, for sticking it out in tough times uh, with the Tigers. Yeah. yeah, and I gave him a guy. seven as well. I forgot to mention that. 6.7 for Ghana, so it's just under 7. Uh, Jacob Liddell. So Byron, uh, pretty sure it's Byron, uh, who's a regular in our Discord and a Patreon member, tackles his heart out but gets lost in attack and can get caught being too slow and stunting the attack. Good close to the line but can't produce quality service consistently. Uh, Leighton Perrin-Russo he said, Little has some of the worst service from Hooker in the NRL. Little is slow from breaking, cannot dictate terms in the middle third. His development has completely stunted over the past few seasons. So to the point, a transitional hooker in New Brown and rookie Jake Simpkin took game time from Little. Ten appearances, one force dropout, zero tries. Little heavily linked to the Dragons in 2023 with the arrival of Appy Corosau. There is no room for Little in the club any longer. Leighton did some ripper... Uh, comments he uh he could write the script for us on this show here really well um so thanks man for your contribution to this uh rob jacob little yeah look they're, they're summed up perfectly i think what i put on the survey was i i can't ever fault the bloke's effort he tries his hardest but he just doesn't have the class to be a first grade hooker he's definitely got the like the effort and the intensity and all that sort of stuff so if someone can develop him in some way or teach him to distribute better or own a game better, then, you know, he would succeed somewhere else. But the guy, you can't, you can't knock the bloke's ticker. He always has a go, but you know, he, he's not going to be the hooker that takes us to the promised land, unfortunately. Oh, Brandon, one of the Brandons is uh, in the comments. Thanks for your contribution, Brandon. Uh, as Jacob Little. Yeah, I gave I gave Lids a four. I didn't um we didn't get to see too much of him this year and some of the games he played, he played pretty limited minutes. Um he just he's been a little bit too injury prone and he just hasn't been able to reach the heights that I think the the club were saying that he he could reach around the time that he was 
He was working under Robbie earlier in his career. Um, yeah, he just a bit too slow from dummy half for my liking. And we we need a player if we're going to have a backup to um, Appy next year. I think it's probably going to be either New Brown or Jakey Simpkin who who comes in as the fourteen. And yeah, I just don't think there's much room for the little at the club considering we've also got Brewer mm. who can play who's a dummy half as well so yeah it, it if he goes somewhere else I'm sure he'll he'll improve there but yeah I just he just yeah he just hasn't done done it I guess as a tiger I think you do pretty well in Super League uh just throwing that out there like he hasn't got any kid doesn't have a kid I don't think so I think a bit of experience for the uh, fellow Coasty, maybe over in the Super League. I reckon he'd carve up. Uh, so 2.9 for poor Jake. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's heavy. Yeah. I'm guessing yeah, they were pretty... probably if that you couldn't, we couldn't. Sorry, sorry. 3.9. 3.9. Oh, 3.9. That, that, that 3.9. sounds a bit better because I gave him yeah, a That's course, a bit more so. reasonable. That's <laughs> uh, New Brown. So. Yeah, he's in a Bears jersey in the graphic because, yeah, they hadn't. I don't think they've taken one in a West Tigers one yet. Uh, Ripper smile too. He had, uh, as did you notice him yesterday, shirtless, giving his jersey to one of the kids in the box yesterday. Absolutely amazing rig. Uh, I enjoyed that. But um, <laughs> uh, Joey Lou, sorry Joey, I think it's Lou Luck Lou. Lulock, L-O-U-L-A-C-H. I'm not sure how I pronounce that. Always good for a try out of dummy half, but his service is a little slow. We'd like to see him given a go at 13 next season. Uh, Douglas Ward said, a great backup for Appy next year. Really like his energy and his character. Someone who can really... Lost you, Josh. Yeah, I can't hear him either. Josh, we can't hear you. <laughs> I think he's just in his own little world there. Well, while he while he's doing that, yeah, I think I agree with that second comment. He's definitely um he's definitely adds a lot of energy and what have you to the to the team. But uh I, I think he needs to be better from dummy half as well. He's not just doing little selfish darts for a try. Yeah, they they ended up catching onto those pretty quickly. Other teams and um, that the it started to lose lose its novelty, and it was a little bit harder for him to for him to make them happen. So we the fact that he does it, he attempts it so often, and he, he it just more often than not it doesn't work out. Kind of took a bit away from our attack this year, but yeah, overall I think I think he had a pretty solid oh, season. Can you hear me, guys? Yeah, got you yeah, now, Josh. We we lost you halfway through that second um, that second comment. I've lost him again. Oh, he's, he's gone again. <laughs> oh, he's left the he's call. He's gone again. <laughs> um, Unreal. <laughs> it, well, yeah, well, let's, I, let's, let's wing it, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> what we do best, eh? Um, yeah, yeah, it was it was a pretty solid season overall. I I said in my comment that he was a pretty solid um, mid season signing. He showed what he's what he's capable of. He can fill in a few positions. He's 
he's a better option at um, 14 than Jakey, just for the the sole reason that he he can play more positions than just hooker. And I I look forward to seeing how he develops with the the tutelage of Sheenzy, Benji, and Robbie next year. I can't remember exactly what number I gave him. I think I might have given him a, a six or a seven, somewhere around there. I think I gave him a five. Are you back now, Josh? Can you hear me? Yeah, got you now. No, it sounds like you didn't even need me, but um, yeah, as you were, as. <laughs> oh, I'm done. <laughs> no, no, we're, we're, we're both done, mate. We've just finished. Oh, you're done? The, okay. The how much? The, how uh, much did you hear? I read the whole goddamn fucking <laughs> summary by Byron. <laughs> <laughs> how much? You were we lost you halfway out? through the second comment. The second we were comment. talking over you. You were just talking to yourself. So me and Aaron just kind of winged it. Because <laughs> I obviously can't see when I'm reading the the slideshow. Yeah, I can't see, can't see the screen. So Douglas Ward said, I don't know if you heard that one. A great backup for Appy. I really like his energy and his character. Someone who can really help with club culture. And then Byron said, I Byron did a great summary here. So I'm reading it for a second time. This time for everyone else. Uh, everyone else's pleasure now. Close second to Hastings for buy find the season. Considering the journey he's been on to get back to the NRL, the guy has taken his opportunity by the balls and taken off. Easily our best hooking option this season. Dynamic around the ruck and dangerous close to the line. Likes to scoot and breaks the line and he's able to lay on the ball for support when it finally shows up. Not an 80-minute player, but doesn't need to be. Can be the perfect sub package piece to complement Appy next season. Could be a great one-two punch from dummy half. No kicking game, but not a big issue. Nice comment there, Byron. Add some full stops so I can breathe, though, for next time. Um, yeah. You agree with those comments there, boys? I, I, I agree with the stuff about dummy half near the line. I don't agree with his dummy half play everywhere else on the field. I, I think he's got a... As I said, maybe a week or two ago, he's got to engage the markers. He's got to engage that A defender a bit more. He's got to he's got to give our forwards doing the hit ups uh, a bit more time. He's got to look like a threat from dummy half in the middle of the field, not just when he's one meter out from the try line. So I do want to see more from him. I, he's definitely one of the feel good stories of the NRL this year. Like you love him, uh, and what the good thing is for me is he can play hooker. We've seen that he can play thirteen. And basically, he's a halfback. He's he's a he's a six or a seven. Mm. So he, he can definitely do a role in multiple positions. Um, the fact that our club hasn't snapped him up yet makes me think they're not sold on him yet because we've apparently. Sold... Look, yeah, I did see a rumor that he's resigning. Oh well, that'd be nice. Yeah, that'd be nice. Because he, we we definitely need him. And I and I you know look, he's obviously kept Simkin and um and Little out of the hooker position for mm. quite a number of weeks now. So. Uh, yeah, look, he deserves to be re-signed, but but he definitely has improvement to his game that needs to happen. Uh, and he was an average of six point seven, which I think is about right. Yeah, that's pretty good. I think I gave Joe, Joe Offen Gowie. So Les Luland, Les Les Luland. That's a god. That's a tongue twister of a name. Les Luland said, "Best player all year round. Worked his ass off with the team, and from the outside, it seems." He's uh, very much a glue guy within the playing group. Chris G said, one of the better performers, gives everything. Hopefully, with a better pack around him next year, will help him. Darcy said, what a season. From his talk, his defense, his tough runs, everything. We do not deserve someone like him with his passion. I have seen a rumor that he, uh, the option hasn't been taken and possible 
off to the Dolphins, but fingers crossed. Uh, I'm hoping not as. Yeah, I agree. I, I hope he doesn't go. Um, he has been our best player this season, our most consistent player this season. Um, you probably could give that honour to Jacko, but Jacko's missed a bit too much of the season, yeah. I reckon. Um, I gave him a nine. He was at, he was by far our best player, our most consistent player, and I really enjoyed um, watching him. My the main thing I mentioned in my comment was um, he he uh, he talked the talk after round five when we had a, a shocker of a game against the Sharks, and the comments were weren't directed to just the rest of the team, but he directed them towards himself as well. And ever since he made those comments, he's just stepped up. Um, on field, he's shown the leadership. He's been a leader in that forward pack, and he just, yeah, he. I agree with Les. He he tried his ass off each and every week after that, and yeah, you you always notice his impact. You can always notice the um, the meters he's ran. I'll see if I can find uh, his ha- average running meters in a game um, from twenty three appearances. So he's played every game has been 124, which for an average is pretty solid. His total running meters, 2,862. Hmm. Uh, it was 8.5 for Joffa. Was that obviously pretty high, but he's been pretty good for us, Rob? Yeah, I think I gave him an 8. Uh, look, as you know, can't really disagree with anything Aaron said there. I think as the year went on, his minutes got bigger. Um I hope he doesn't go to the Dolphins and didn't get offended by Benji saying that he's not a lock <laughs> or a ball-playing lock. Yeah. Uh, but, look, he, he gets through a mountain of work. The, the only thing I say, I, I think, and like I say, I'm, I'm just just sort of playing devil's advocate here. Like We look at how good Joffa's been for us and we look how good guys like Twally's been good, you know, good for us. Are they that good or do they look that good because – the supporting cast in the forward pack isn't so good. That's the only thing I get tempted with. Like, what would they be like with in other forward packs? But what the thing I love most about Joffa is he's just he loves the West Tigers. Like, it's just his passion, and, and that's that's what we need. You know, the club talk about wanting West Tigers DNA in the club. I know we got him from Brisbane, but he's really bought into the club. So I would be very surprised if we let him go. Um, but you know, has he earned a, an upgrade in pay? He probably has. Um, and he, we don't have much around him to be honest, so he would be a big loss if we lost him. And just mm. quickly, guys, just before I finish on Joffa, I know it's a bit of a tangent here. I saw Aaron Woods miss a tackle on Stafford Tower yesterday, a straight off one up, one off the ruck hit up, and Stafford Tower ran straight through Aaron Woods. If we're signing this bloke for one year we all need to be shot in the head. Like, I don't want Aaron Woods back at the club. He's just absolutely fucking hopeless. He's no, he's nowhere near the player he was five years ago. It'd be the worst signing ever. But, yeah, that's all. <laughs> back to Joffa. <laughs> Resume that's transition. Relevant. That's relevant. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, like, if, you're gonna, if, you, if you're not going to worry about a, a, an extra 150 or 200K for a player that's busted his ass, but you're prepared to spend that, 150k on a bloke that can't tackle a back one off the ruck, like give him the money he deserves and keep him. You know, don't don't sell the bloke short. He short. He's earned his keep. Like he, he's been our best forward. And look, he might not have been our best forward if Twally had been on the field all year. But they probably would have been side by side. I reckon. Mm. Uh, Jakey Simpkin, 
So Kathy said, not enough game time to gain consistency. Probably edges lids a little bit and spark out a dummy half. I find at times Simpkins can lack concentration. Uh, limited opportunity. Patty said, limited opportunity, unfortunately, because I think Jakey is a real talent. That could be a top hooker in a few years' time. Hope we hang on to him and he can learn a lot of Appy next year. Uh, Gerard Milliken said, good backup for Appy if he sticks around, although he needs a firecracker if Rua gets some time. Uh, thoughts on Jakey Simkin, Rob? Look, I'm, I'm just a little bit disappointed. He, I, I expected more from him this year. What I saw last year, I thought he'd come on a bit more this year. Um, as we've pointed out a few times, his numbers in New South Wales Cup have been pretty bad in terms of his missed tackles and what have you. Um, he had an absolute blinder against Parramatta. I keep referring to that Parramatta game that we won, but, geez, we had so many good players that day. But mm-hmm. he really he really had a big game at hooker before he came off injured. Um, but I, I don't know. Like, I know he's contracted to us for one more year, but I also kind of feel he's been told to look elsewhere. So it'll be an interesting one. I know the guy can play, but personally, I don't think he he improved as much as I hoped he'd improve. Uh, as? Yeah, we didn't get to see a whole lot from him this year. He's played nine games and he, he was um, 18th man for three. So, it yeah, he he hasn't really had the chance to dis- to display much of what he displayed last year, I feel. Um, definitely a good option to be a backup to Appy at dummy half. But like I said before, I feel like new has that little extra edge of being able to play multiple positions, but um, he could also be a good backup there. If he does hang around both him and new, I think we'll learn a lot from Appy. Um, it was mentioned, I think uh, whatever night the we streamed when the, the Panthers and the rabbits played each other, but there was a beautiful, so there were some beautiful bits of play by um, Appy in that game with the, with um, dummying one direction and then, running the other and then getting passes away and stuff like that. And if, um, if these other two can add that to their game, if they, if they can learn a bit more of the, the IQ and the smarts from Appy, then I don't see any reason why either new or Jake could end up being pretty good number nines going forward. So I, I get, I don't remember exactly what it gave him. I think I might've given him a five, another one of those limited opportunities. So couldn't really give him too much higher than that. 5.3 for Jakey on average. Uh, for newer Paul, he, uh, Chris G says, future in forwards, runs well with good leg speed, uh, needs to work on the small fundamentals like ball control, but still only a cub. And Tim said, look like a first grade in the minute he ran out. Uh, he'll play every game in 2023. Bends the line and carries tacklers on his back. Looking forward to seeing him in the pack next season. Uh, Thoughts on this kid, as um, absolutely stellar start to his career, uh, much like what we saw from um, Stefano in his first season. It, it was a, he's he's jumped into first grade and he's taken the opportunity with both hands and he hasn't looked back. I I agree that he's he's probably going to be a as maybe not a starter, but definitely could play off the bench um, next year and be a really really good bench forward for us. I actually went against my um my rule of rating them lower for limited exposure this year, but he's played every game since his debut, so I've given him an eight because 
he looks every bit the first grader with a bit bit of polish to his game over the offseason, um, learning a bit more from the older, more experienced forwards around the club. I think, yeah, I think there's definitely good and big things to come for for pole next next season. Rob? Yeah, I agree with what Aaron said, and uh, in particular with both those comments that you've um, posted there uh, from our listeners, Josh. Uh, look, I think what I wrote on the survey sheet was pretty simple. Outstanding debut season. I, I really didn't think there was any need to add. There's no weakness to his game that, from what I saw. Um, I only rated him a six, not because of he's a six out of ten, but just the fact that you look like he only debuted five or six weeks ago. So he's yeah. pretty much played a quarter of a season. I, I just couldn't give someone a seven or an eight or a nine, you know, on a quarter of a season. But if, if that was the whole – if he played the whole season the way he's played, you know, the last half dozen games, yeah, I'd give him an eight or a nine. Um, but I just thought, you know, the sample space is a bit small, but outstanding potential. And, yeah, de- definitely the find of the season from the forward pack for us. 7.6 for uh, Fenua. So, yeah, people are rating him highly. Uh, last of the forwards, Austin Diaz. What are your thoughts on him? A bit tough because he's only, yeah, again, limited games, Rob. But, uh, yeah, what are your thoughts on his kid? Look, pretty much like I said with Tom Freebarn, tries really hard. I was that, like I said, I was actually happy that he bent the line a couple of times, which I haven't seen him do in previous, you know, limited minutes. Um, look, maybe with another preseason, he'll be even better again. But, you know, we, we've just got to give these guys a go. But I'll, I'll just reserve judgment on him. I think I gave him a five out of 10 because he, he didn't do anything wrong, but he didn't do anything super great either. So I just thought it was, you know, put him as a middle of the road number and, Gave him a five out of ten, but look, hopefully he comes on a bit next year, and he's definitely got a taste of first grade now. Or a few of the boys have got a taste of first grade, so hopefully they come on a bit yeah. next year. We're going to need them to. We really are. Five point two. So you're pretty much bang on the money there. As what are your thoughts on Austin? I gave him a five as well. Um, again, limited exposure, so he he came in and he's played pretty well since his debut. Um, there was a couple games where he he was a bench warmer for the entire time, which was a bit unfortunate. But um, yeah, I think given given a preseason next going into next year, he he could um, he could potentially make his mark in the in the forward pack as well. So I'm looking forward to seeing hopefully some more development from Austin in the preseason, and looking forward to seeing what he can bring us next year along with some of the other young guys in the in the pack. Right, so. That is the forwards done. We are going to save the backs, so the likes of Brooksy, Jackson, etc., etc., for Thursday's show because we're at 90 minutes already. So we'll get to the backs uh, on Thursday. Uh, yeah, if anyone was waiting for any of those guys, we're sorry. But uh, you'll just have to tune in on Thursday as well. We're going to finish off with our MG Pumps 3 2 one for this week. Um, who would like to go first? Not me. Not me. <laughs> Josh, you can go first just, this time. You, you always copy copy one of us, so why don't you go first this time? Yeah. Um, I'm trying to open my spreadsheet. I'm not making an excuse. This <laughs> computer's giving me hell tonight. But um, I, I'm going AD3. I don't care what anyone says. Adam was our best player. Uh Fenil Pole, not Fenil Pole, New Brown for two and uh, for one. 
I'll go Freebun. Freebun. He's got two tries. He's got to get a... Oh, it looked like a uh, copy. Who have I copied? No, he's got Naden. Tiger at 2047. He's got Naden, so I didn't copy. Can't be accused of copying. Um, yeah, yeah. Adam <laughs> knew. Adam knew Tom, for me. Right, someone okay, has to go works. now. Yep. I'll. I'm going Adam for my three as well. I obviously I haven't rewatched the game because it's be it was a pretty traumatic end to witness live and don't want to put myself through that all again uh, on a rewatch. So, based on what I saw live, I'm I'm definitely going Adam three. He was he was in everything. Had some really good play. Had a couple of errors, but like I said before, as a half, you I kind of expect there to be at least an error or two. Um week to week and I'm not really going to blame them for it but yeah definitely captain's knock by Adam so yeah he gets my three I'm giving my two to Joffa because once again he just he was everywhere in um with his run meters and he just he laid the platform as well for the halves and the backs to to run off as well and yeah for his double and um overall pretty solid game I'm gonna give free barn my one as well so I, I copied you with two out of three there, Josh. But yeah, that's all right. That's all right, Rob. <laughs> yeah, I went Adam for three as well, guys. And obviously, you know, he made that error near the end of the game, but it was a real captain's knock from him. So uh, three for him. I gave uh, two to Free Barn. I thought, you know, it's just a shame about those errors from the play the ball. Otherwise, I'd probably give him man of the match. To be honest, I thought he played really, really well. Um, I know he didn't get involved that much, but I'm loving what I'm seeing from Naden, guys. He has. Yeah. Well, he has bought into the West Tigers. It's like it's like he's returned home and he's never been a part of the club till a few months ago. So I don't get I, a, a lot of fans not like I see fans criticizing him. I think he's been I think he's been a great very underrated signing for us. What are they year. what no. are they criticizing him for? Like I, 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 I know he got suspended. I know he got suspended, look, but he's bought in from the, the first game at you know versus Canterbury at Leichhardt. Like he's he tries his ass off and I, I, like I said, I just like to see him play in the centres, but I'm really encouraged by what he can do. He, he's strong, he's tall, he's fast, he's elusive. Um, man, I, I just I just hope he's got that mindset for next year because he's an absolute asset to the club. Like he, I, I'm really becoming one of his big fans. So um, yeah, I, I'm really I'm really happy with what I've seen from him, and I hope yeah. he gets in the centres next year. So yeah, Dwayne Freeban and. I've got to get his name right. I keep calling him Free Band, Free Barn, <laughs> and Naden. Yep. Okay. Uh, righto. One week to go. I've left the, gra- the graph off on purpose. Uh, it's going to come down to the last game. There's only six between first and second, so you probably guess who those two players players. I reckon are. Aaron. Is there betting on who we've got as the winner? Because I reckon Aaron's trying to get Joffa over the line. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't give me his three, but he gave him yeah. two. He gave him two. Uh, check the comments. Craig said AD two free barn new. Uh, Tiger twenty four. Yeah, Adam Naden free barn. Rachel said Adam Adam offer Naden. Um, yeah. Uh, Rob, I, prom- I promise we'd be under an hour tonight, but um, well, thank you for yeah so- soldiering on into the night. I know you're uh, been yeah really really crook lately, so um, yeah, everyone send Rob a nice nice message on the socials to help him get through it because it's uh, 
yeah, it's been a pretty rough, rough week for you. So we're we're thinking of you, mate. And um, thank you, guys. Yeah, really, really, really appreciate you. Uh, yeah, pushing through and coming on the show tonight. Same with you, as and yeah, we'll get to uh, farewell of season come Sunday, and we'll preview that game Father's Day on Sunday as well. Salute the season uh, into oblivion. Yeah, just <laughs> and we'll we'll keep going for another four weeks. We'll we'll go right up to. NRL Grand Final before we have a uh, well well earned well earned break, I think. So, thank you to everyone who joined in on the stream tonight as well. We appreciate you. I saw Gussie was there earlier. I forgot to say good night. He said good night in the comments, and I forgot to uh, to bring that up. So, <laughs> Gussie's tucked in um, with his teddy bear right now. Good night to everyone else. Enjoy the rest of your week. And you guys know how we finish each and every episode. As always, boys, go the Tigers. Go the Tigers. Go the Tigers. You're listening to another episode of the West Life Podcast. As always, we are sponsored by West Ashfield Leagues Club and as well as MG Pump Solutions. If you could please subscribe if you'd love to hear us again. We're going to have episodes every twice a week, every week this season, Mondays and Thursdays. So we're going to, as the season rolls in, uh, be sure to catch us every week. And if you can, give us a like on the socials so at Westlife Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, search for Westlife Podcast on Facebook. And if you'd like to take part in the show, uh, patreon.com forward slash Westlife. It's just a couple of bucks a month to help grow the show. We'll see you again next time on the Westlife Podcast.